Welcome to Ken's Conversation. I'm your host, Kenny. I'm Ken. And we just want to wish everyone... Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. I had to play that. Well, they may not be necessarily filthy animals. They could be filthy animals. Well, maybe they haven't taken a shower yet. That's gross. We haven't taken a shower either, so... Uh, Well, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Yeah, well, well, we just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and uh, almost a... Hopefully a happier new year. Um, we haven't recorded in a while. We've been, I don't know. We've just been in a hiatus with all kinds of stuff when we make plans and it doesn't follow through the way that we hoped it would because of, uh, let's just say it's related to a virus related situation. Um, you know, you want to make plans to travel somewhere, but then, all of a sudden, the the companies or the state will say something that you can't do all of a sudden or you know someone got exposed and so you have to back out. Um, there's been a, quite a few of those instances here, but we're all safe, thankfully. Tennessee did become number one in something this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we had the most uh, coronavirus cases <laughs> in a single day, up to 10,000. Yeah. But I have been noticing the no, statistics, not, you know, we'll get back on Christmas, but the, um, like it'll say, I don't know, 56,000 cases of coronavirus yeah. in, in the state or something of that nature. Uh, it, it does show a number of deaths, uh, which is always unfortunate. Um, and of course, God, God knows those time frames, but also the recovery rate. Yeah, and if it's say it's uh, sixty four thousand, then the recovery rate is like fifty three thousand. So that means that ten thousand cases either haven't reported back as to whether or not those people got well, or they're still sick. Um, <clears throat> we don't know. No, we don't know. I would still like to see the statistics compared, listed as a comparison, and not constantly on the cr- creepy crawler on the bottom of the TV screen. So yeah. I'd like to see. It's a coronaviruses are this many. Well, there's this many well, the heart things or this many flu, this many, this what. Well, and I would also like to see, hang on just a second. <laughs> I would also like to see the, uh, when they're talking about hospital capacities, I would like to see what the total breakdown is, at least for the top 10% of what the capacities are. Like when they say, well, we're, we're at 99% capacity of the hospital. Okay, great. How many of those are for births? How many of those are for surgeries? How many of those are, for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then how many are for COVID related? Because it, it, it doesn't put things into perspective and brings this persistent fear factor to the public. Boo. I'm done. You done? <laughs> Well, we're not here to talk about the virus, are we? No. Uh, we are tired to talk about Christmas stuff. Um, but I will, I guess so now you got us on a virus rant. I will say that I'm curious to know what this next year is going to pull as far as the uh, Pfizer vaccine. Um, or Moderna. Or Moderna. Um, I know that a lot of people are kind of, moving around just to see uh what's going to happen as far as the uh, stimulus package everyone's kind of being very um 
very open mouth about it as far as their opinions go of course if you don't know uh president trump has uh um put out a speech a few days ago uh saying that he would not sign this stimulus package um him and his administration has found a lot of money going towards areas that foreign, foreign country foreign aid. country aid but it's not necessarily aiding he, he, he said about a whole bunch of stuff but it's not necessarily helping the united states where we're only getting a few fraction of that so and there's a lot of mixed minds about it i'm i would like to say my my opinion about it i won't i won't i know you want to <laughs> <laughs> and uh oh, i don't have an opinion but uh i know i know that like this whole stimulus package is kind of just going back and forth and like you know how the administ the president's doing. How how is this helping those here in the United States, especially those that really don't have a job and or has lost their business because of the virus? And how is this going to help them survive up until around spring when this vaccine is finally available to the public? And when this vaccine is available to the public, how effective is it going to be for this next upcoming year? So there's a whole bunch of somewhat high hopes, possibly false hopes, but at the same time, there's also a real reality check to where like we're still need to be cautious and be mindful on what's going on. Now that's not to say let's go out and, and trash everything until we get our way. That's, that right. that's happened before that shouldn't that shouldn't have been dealt with because a lot of innocent people were affected by that that sort of action and it's not fair for them if they've if they've worked so hard in their own livelihood small businesses and mm -hmm. such right. to to just have it see it all go down the drain by something that they have no control over um and so I just want everybody to know, segueing back into Merry Christmas festivity holidays, is to be forgiving with one another, be understanding, do what's right, but do it in the smart, smart and wise That's way. That's right. So, um, anyways, back to Christmas. Um, when was the first celebrated Christmas? When? Here in the United States, in the in the history of the United States, mm, that might that yeah, that would be different um, than what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. In America, in America, uh, Christmas. I want to say it's late seventeen hundreds, so I'm gonna shoot ballpark seventeen ninety three. Let's. See. Let's see what our friend internet search engines tells us. Yeah. First celebrated the first Christmas celebrated on land that is now part of the United States took place near Albuquerque. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> Charleston. Mm, that's pretty close. Tall it, Tallahassee, on. Florida. Okay. In 1539, according oh. to historians there. 1539. The region known for sunny weather, so it definitely was not a white Christmas. 
uh, I'm reading off of something called Seeker.com. Uh, <clears throat> the region is known for, let's see, it, it was not a very festive celebration either. It says there were no Christmas trees or presents. Instead, it was a religious observance with a Christmas mass. Spanish explorer and conquistador. <laughs> that makes me think of something funny. El conquistador. Uh, Hernando de Soto established his winter encampment site of 1539 through 1540 near what is now the capital in a historic capital in downtown Tallahassee. He, along with other members of his expedition, celebrated the first U.S. Christmas. Porter, who is also an archaeologist uh, that helped excavate the floor site, said a written chronicle from the 16th century sheds light on what took place there. Um, <laughs> eight months before Christmas, in May of 1539, DeSoto landed nine ships with over 620 men and 220 horses at present-day Shaw's Point in Bradenton, Florida. DeSoto named it Espiritu Santo. Meaning Holy Spirit. Espiritu Santo. Espiritu Santo. Para ti. The ships brought priests, craftsmen, engineers, farmers, and merchants. Some were with their families. Some came from Cuba, but most were from Europe and Africa. Few had traveled before outside of Spain. Anyway, very interesting that it was in the 15, 1500s. I've got the on history.com on how did Christmas start. So, <clears throat> how did Christmas start? How did Christmas start? Hmm, I think we know the answer to that. There's a word inside of the word Christmas. I will just read <laughs> what they hear it. The middle of winter has been long a time of celebration around the world the centuries before the arrival of the man called jesus early europeans celebrated light and birth in the darkest days of winter many peoples that's so weird many peoples yes. isn't people already plural or is it the word that's singular anyways it's it so people might be a English, so plural confusing. reference to a single location yeah peoples would be Plural references to many people in several locations. Okay. How's that? How's English for oh, you? That a boy can. That is boy. well, that is why English is considered the most complex language to learn for <clears throat> for foreigners. But uh many peoples rejoice during the winter solstice when the worst of the winter was beyond them and they could look forward into longer days and extended hours of sunlight. In Scandinavia the Norse celebrated Yule from December 21st, the winter solstice through January. In recognition of the return of the sun, fathers and sons would bring home large logs, which they would set on fire. The people would feast until the log burnt out. I have made fire. Which could take as many as 12 days. The Norse believed that each spark from the fire represented a new pig or calf. That would be born during the coming year. That's a lot of pigs and cats. <laughs> Every spark. Who's Every counting spark. them? Too? I know who's. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Must, it depends on how big the log is. The end of December was a was a perfect time for celebration in, in most areas of Europe. <laughs> At that time of year, most cattle were slaughtered so they would not have to be fed during the winter. For many, it was the only time of year 
when they had a supply of fresh meat. In addition, most wine and beer made during the year was finally fermented and ready for drinking. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Merry Ger- Christmas. In Germany, I don't have any more bones for you, sweetie pie. I'm talking to my dog. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, not talking to me. <laughs> in, in, in Germany, people honored the pagan god <laughs> Odin. Really? I thought Odin was um, was a uh, Viking. And Vikings came from mm, Sweden? Sweden? Can you look that up? Where Odin derived from? Odin. Uh, in Germany, people honored the pagan god Odin during the midwinter holiday. Germans were terrified of Odin as they believed he made nocturnal flights through the sky to observe his people. It, Odin is Santa. Oh, oh my gosh. Odin is a Japanese fish steak stew. Yes. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute. That's not the right and to, to serve his people and then decide who would prosper or perish. Oh, that's like extreme version of, of Santa. Because of his presence, many people chose to stay inside. Ah, uh, that's, that's Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Hey, hey, I don't have any more bones. Stop. Love it. Uh, do in the early years of Christianity. Stop it. It's time to get to the final days of the Ford built for the holidays. Yeah, don't. Do yeah, that. you don't want to do Ford. That. Whatever the Ford Day holiday. Get off that page. It's a four day holiday. Okay. This broadcast brought to you by Lily's Bones. <laughs> um, Lily, the, our pet. And or then, my son's pet. It's my pet. You just always like to spoil her. She loves us. Uh, in the early years of Christianity, Easter was the main holiday. The birth of Jesus was not celebrated. <clears throat> in the fourth century, church officials decided to institute the birth of Jesus as a holiday. Unfortunately, the Bible does not mention date of his birth, a fact Puritans later pointed out in order to deny the legitimacy of the celebration. Oh, good job, Puritans. Um, we're still going to use that day to celebrate Jesus's birth. Uh, although some <clears throat> evidence suggests that his birth may have occurred in the spring. Why would shepherds be herding in the middle of the winter? Haha, <laughs> That's funny. Whoever wrote that? Uh, Pope Julius. Yeah, because animals don't move in the wintertime. Yeah. What do they do? Sit down, cross their legs and watch. Uh... Well, I think they're trying to make a point where the birth wouldn't have happened during winter. But at the same time. That happened at a different location, so... Still in the Northern Hemisphere. That's true. You're right. But how much in the Northern Hemisphere? That's true. It could have been, like, <clears throat> down in the... Is Israel on the same degree... Elevation. Elevation as us? Above sea uh, level? Above, well, no, that's above sea level. I'm talking about... Makes a difference. I'm talking about the distance from the um, equator. Uh, I'm looking up a couple things. Keep going. Yeah, that's fine. Although some evidence suggests that his birth may have occurred. Oh, uh, po- I know. I, who's this dude? I don't know. Uh, Pope, Pope Julius I chose December 25th. Uh, it is commonly believed that the church chose this date in an effort to adopt and absorb the traditions of the pagan Saturnalia Festival, which I skipped over. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Yes. The Dead Sea. In and around Israel, right, mm-hmm. is thirteen hundred and sixty-eight feet below sea level. Mm-hmm. So it is warmer mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. It, it because of the negative elevation from zero 
from sea level, it gets warmer, right? So if you're not in water, yeah. I mean that that's in because don't doesn't it? Well, are you sure? This is <laughs> I thought I thought like for example, and there's core. Yeah, but at the but you can't say that if for example you go deeper into water, the colder it gets. Also, the deeper you go is let's take let's take mountain diving for for example or into a cavern does it get colder the further you go down into a cavern or does it get colder as you said before it depends on the the longitude from uh latitude from the equator geography of israel is very diverse with desert conditions in the south and snow-capped mountains in the north it's located at the eastern end of the Mediterranean Sea in Western Asia. It is bounded by the north by Lebanon and southeast by Syria, the east by Jordan, and the West Bank. To the southwest by Egypt. Hmm. But Israel, as we know it today, is not the Israel of the Promised Land. The Israel of the Promised Land was much larger, mm-hmm. way larger. Mm-hmm. Trying to read a whole bunch of stuff. Trying to go through. And it is 31 degrees north. So it's about, if I'm not mistaken, it is about the same as where we are. It's time to get to the final days of the fourth. Well, I don't well, know. Well, it's time to get to the final days of Millie's I think you need to get off that. Well, so, if anyway. Ford, Ford could just stop butting in. I'm Ford. Ain't I'm going to butt in. This is not the automobile manufacturer. Actually, this is the Ford that stands for Fix or Repair Daily. <laughs> so, um, no, it could be Fjord. Fjord. Oh, speaking of Norseman, Odin. I know where you were going with Odin. Yes, his Thor's father. I wasn't going there, but I'm glad you, you understand that. Odin is the god of wisdom. Poetry, death, divination, and magic in Norse mythology. And where did Norse? He is the son of Bor and the giantess Hotun Bestla. Bestla. Odin is the chief of the Isir and king of Asgard. He is married to the goddess Frigg <laughs> and, and his father to the gods Thor. Balder, Hur, Vyar, and Vali. I'm probably butchering those Norse names. Probably. So forgive so, me, all you Norse so, uh, descendants. So, what was my original question? Who was he? No. Where did he come from? Where? where he's where, is he's he a Norse, the, like like a mytholo- mythological. So where's the, where's the Norse come from? Norse mythology come from? N- N- Norse is over there. Is um, I have the answer here. Is Norse in Norwegian language, especially in its medieval form. Norwegians or Scandinavians, especially in medieval times. Old and, Norse, Old Nordic, or Old Scandinavian was a North Germanic language that was spoke that spoken by the inhabitants of Scandinavia. That that answers my question because the <coughs> article I read from History dot com. Mentioned German, uh, Germans uh, were 
believed in Odin. What is Scandinavia? What is Scandinavia? Old Scandinavia, which it just said it's Germanic, isn't it? Well, but there's more to it than that. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I think we... We went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, we did. Well, I think we just wanted to know, you know, where where did this Christmas date started? How did it became? Um, and yes, there are definitely different different traditions mixed in to this particular date. Um, I guess that's why it's so controversial, like how people say it. I, You and I will continue to say Merry Christmas no matter what. Um, not it, happy holidays. Not happy holidays. Um, and I think if, if we were talking about historically, I don't mean like in today's culture, I'm talking about historically everyone had their own thing for this particular date and one thing led to another. Um, Jesus is the reason for this season in this family. Um, and we kind of just use that. Um, you know, it's also, if you want to go even further down the rabbit hole, we're not trying to, we're not trying to cancel your traditions as far as, as like making cookies and, putting presents under the tree or decorating your house and stuff. We're not trying to tell you to not do that. If you are Christians, um, I think, but we have to understand that Jesus is the reason for, for this day, at least that was announced onto us. And, um, and, um, I don't know for Christmas for me, I would spend a lot of time. We would spend a lot of time baking cookies a bunch of cookies, which dad and I have already went through the, uh, our favorite batch already. I had to snap, snatch a couple of them for other people's to share. Snatched. 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 Them. Yeah. Um, Scandinavia is Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that commercial. Thank you for that commercial. <laughs> um, uh, and for me, it would, I guess my, my Christmas would be, Christmas lights, Christmas tree, some presents, and then baking cookies, and then watching a whole bunch of Christmas movies, at least what I enjoy. Now, the Christmas movies that I enjoy are Home Alone 1 and 2 only. There are other Home Alone movies that are not good. You're talking about Beyond Macaulay Culkin. What's his name? Kevin Macaulay Culkin? Is it not Kevin? I thought it was Kevin. I know who you're talking about. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Yeah. One, one, and one and two, Grinch, the new one, not the cartoon. Which new one? Because there's a new animated one with Benedict Cumberbatch. We call it the original. You like the Grinch? The I one like with, one with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, um, that. I also, I'll put in Christmas Vacation. That's definitely in your mix as well. Christmas Vacation one. Um, I want to put at least one more, and I'm trying to think. So why don't you name it? Die yours? Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Control is not Christmas. It happened during Christmas. Oh, by the way, Hook is not considered a Christmas movie. However, nope. if we're getting technical, no less than Die if Hard. We're, if we're getting technical, it happened during the Christmas holidays. Look it up. 
there's there are at least two articles that says it happened during Christmas in London. Uh-huh. So, and it has somewhat of a appreciation of how a father should act towards his kids and Merry Christmas and blah blah blah. So, say I'm wrong. Go watch the movie and and fend for yourselves. What, is, um, what did you say? Stop acting like a kid when you grow up. I am, I am a kid. A kid. <laughs> Uh, so those are those are my top five. What about you? Top five Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Wonderful Life, uh-huh. Jimmy Stewart. Uh, black and white or color, like them both. It just the color kind of adds like it's probably either historically written down and how they colorized their outfits, mm-hmm. or somebody's great imagination. They did a pretty good job with it. <coughs> Excuse me. I need a cough button. Need a cough commercial. A break. cough button. And then um, uh, I like Miracle on 34th Street, the mm-hmm. original one from the 50s that has Natalie Wood as a, the daughter, the young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's really good. Then I, uh, uh, I like Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. I always see you kind of like him. <laughs> not... not <laughs> not 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 in the bad way that people may see him but definitely in the comical way i can see yeah like like me stapling lights to the roof and (laughs) just like there you go oh the ice flying through the neighbor's window and stuff (laughs) anyways there's so many good one-liners in that movie um Um, so how many was that that was one two three three. uh well there's this i i it's really hard for me to understand how somebody doesn't like Elf. I mean, there's a lot of people I know oh, that don't I like Elf. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Right? They just don't like him because he's, uh, he can be, I, I've seen him both ways. I've seen mm-hmm. him in really great acting, really funny comical stuff when he was in Saturday Night Live. A- and at the same time, I've seen him in some really tasteless, bad, mm-hmm. just. You know what I mean? Extreme. Which, yeah, he, he, he's kind of like the old. To me, him. is like Eddie Murphy was the same way. Eddie yeah. Murphy w- could be super, super funny and be clean mouth, and at the same time, he could be just totally nasty and not funny. Uh, but at the same time, he could be a good actor. I don't yeah. know. He just kind of swung the pendulum swung both ways with these guys. But yeah. I, I like Alf. I think there's some. <laughs> again, there's some really great one-liners. Um, Zoe Deschanel's in it, and that's where I, I she's one of my favorite actress ladies. Um, You've been watching her in New Girl too. Yeah, it just she, she's just very funny and she's very cute. Um, so where am I up to? Four. Elf. Yeah, I have to come up with five. Yes, you do. Um, Stop it! What did I watch the other day by myself? Oh, that well, it runs. I run out of five. Let's see. I like I like the old uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. Um because he's the underdog and people don't like him but at, at in the end it it also helps um give the message of what Christmas is all about because he doesn't like the the commercialism of Christmas. So Yeah. Uh I will say as a wholesome Christmas like or let's let, let me take that back. A magical Christmas movie, I would probably put in Polar Express, just because it's one of the few movies that makes it. I don't know. 
I, and I'm not saying like any of that, the true aspect of it. I'm just saying as far as cinematic wise and me watching it, I'm like, hey, Chris, you know, don't forget that all this stuff that you're worrying about, you know, as a kid, like here's are some of the things you need to look on. And then they, they learn that, you know, they start to learn the things that like, oh, you're, you need a lead, but you, it's about showing others that makes you a good leader, right? being a good example and then being honest and, and then believe of course was the kind of the big catcher or whatever. Um, take what you can from it. I, I, it's one of those movies like, that was that was a good that was a good wholesome wholesome movie right. you know nothing nothing like to stray from anybody about whatever um it was just kind of like hot 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 <laughs> there's uh um there was uh, somebody was talking about that movie on the radio on the way to work yesterday and they were talking about the um that some people have said that it has parallel religious yeah connotations in it like the ghost that's on top of the train that he ends up having mm-hmm. a little fire with and everything and they're yep. walking through the that that's the holy spirit I, I had never heard any of that before i'd never heard any um I, i'd have to and of well, course, have to watch it and again. of course that's not part of the original book when i was a kid i remember the book when i was a kid and when they finally made a movie off of it all right i'm i need to take something away she, from my dog she's fine she's shredding a blanket we have uh, Kenny's dog, Lily, is a shredder, threader, shredder. You know how some dogs like to pull on blankets and things. She's She is given by her grandmother, Kenny's mom, gives her a a blanket, and then she likes to pull on it with her front teeth. Of course, she's about 50 pounds, so when she's pulling on the blanket and chewing on the little pieces. And, and one of the things that uh, I was reading about was that dogs that do that, that chew on blankets, that, that, that's different than just chew toys. But as they chew on blankets, it's um, bo- they're relieving boredom. It could be anxiety, their way of dealing with it. And, and it really makes her happy. She, she really, really loves doing that. But It makes her happy. It doesn't make me happy <laughs> when she does it. Well, she's pretty good about not chewing on the other blankets. She will start in on other blankets, and she has chewed up a couple of beds that she's had. But she's she's really not a she's not a chewer. No, you, you know, like, like like some dogs will shred shoes and things. She did as a puppy. Sorry, Andrea, about your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andrea, if you're listening to this, then you'll understand that we are very sorry about your shoes, and I still have a photograph of that shoe. Um, I will say, for those that do have dogs and wondering what to get them, um, I if they're a shredder, make sure you get a specific blanket that's not expensive that they're they can chew on if you're up to cleaning a lot of stuff that they that they take off now thankfully lily has learned not to swallow them she kind of just spits them out for us for us to clean up but as far as chew toys um that tail um (laughs) as far as chew toys i would recommend 
no other companies but Kong. They they are not sponsoring us. It'd be nice if they did. Uh, but I bought them this this red stick, and it it has withstood her mouth. She's not been able to take any pieces off of it. Very very little. And a, a Kong flying disc. Flying disc is what is her frisbee. I think that, that I got her. That's a, that's a name. That's a brand name. Is it frisbee? A is, Kong frisbee is made by mattel anyway okay but that's why i said it's a flying disc okay so she has a kong red rubbery kind of flying disc Mm -hmm. she's tore a couple of pieces off the edge of that out in the summertime but it has stood up and then of course they have those those cone shaped ball looking things with a hole in it that you can stick treats or peanut butter in or something and she she doesn't she hasn't shredded that so yeah <clears throat> yeah, but, but I, I I would would highly recommend Kong. Um, they have yet to steer me wrong. I got another toy for her for Christmas. Sh- she's listening. She might she hear don't you. She don't know. She, she does. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we we talk for Lily just like um, the guy did in Frozen when he's talking for the, uh, the deer. Olaf. No, no, that's the snowman. The uh, very very funny what snowman. Did, what did you say? What did you say? The guy, the woodsman. Oh. Whatever his um, name is. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it, yes, I think it is. It's Jeff I think, the woodman. I think it is a simple name. Frozen character. Jim. It's probably Sven. Bob or. Christoph. Christoph. Yeah, uh, we yeah. had it. <laughs> and it was Scandinavian. Um, All of this will make sense when I am older. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. Dad gets a kick out of Olaf's song from the Frozen Two. <laughs> Just thinking about it, it's it's very funny. Uh, um, I like funny stuff. Do you know that smiling takes fewer muscles than frowning or being angry? Yeah, that's true. You have like fifty-two muscles in your face, or something like that. But I I feel like, but to constantly smile, or maybe like always doing that a bunch wouldn't that be tiresome i so here's the thing if it's easier how come on average we don't smile a lot if it takes up less muscle so i don't get that gotta find humor in everything like i guess so i mean don't take don't take don't take light of anything i I mean sorry don't take it serious it's tragic i I think mom's even talked about this that mom my wife has talked about this she said like if i'm in the hospital and i'm dying or or I, even when i'm having surgery and stuff she's even heard me making jokes like <laughs> this might like for example one year i had both um i had an endoscopic procedure where they take a camera and they go down your throat and they look at your stomach and yeah. esophagus and all that. And at, in the same couple hours, they also did a, an exam of my colon. Yeah. So I remember that particular time because my wife went with me and Richard, Rich Bird was there because he was driving. Mm-hmm. And it was in I don't know, Southern Hills in Nashville. Yeah. So uh, they were putting me out. They had rolled me into the the procedure operating room and as they were 
as the medicine was making me get ready to go to sleep, I, they were moving stuff around and they were talking to the nurses and stuff. <clears throat> and I said, I said, I hope you're going to do the upper end first. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I was still joking. And I was getting, uh, they proceeded to put me to sleep very quickly because they, they, they yeah. shut me up. They shoved something in my mouth, made me go to sleep. So, yeah, I find humor in, you got to find humor in most do. situations. And be sensitive to those around who may not find it humorous, but you try to make light of it. Like there's this one, well, this is just random. The, there's a place that I stop occasionally to get coffee in the morning at, at a gas station and what's the place called twice daily twice daily yeah but i just go once <laughs> so th- this lady is finishing the midnight shift mm-hmm. so so at you know six five thirty six o'clock in the morning she's leaving and she never smiles never finally got her to smile the other day it was like was it two days ago or is it yesterday morning She's supposed to be shopping for 17 people for Christmas. And when she had told me that two weeks ago, I was like, oh, are you ready for Christmas? And she goes, no, I got 17 people to shop for. She was so serious, you know, and like, and, and haven't really seen her smile or joke around with any of her employees or friends. And so I think it was yesterday morning, I stopped in to get a, a, just a medium coffee. And I said, so did you finish your shopping for your 17 people? And you could see just the corner of her mouth curl yeah. up, and she almost almost smiled. And yeah. she s- said to her two fellow employees, who were very happy, "Yeah." She said, "That's what we were just talking about." I said, "Well, you still have time. <laughs> it's Christmas <laughs> Eve, right?" <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah," and she actually smiled. So it's funny. I don't know how we got off on that. Lily, stop. <laughs> She's chewing my jacket. Lily, come here. Come here. Sit. Stay. Did y'all see that? <laughs> <laughs> Someday uh, we might have a video podcast. At some point. Or I'll just do a small section of and it. And I know Kenny wants to do a gaming thing. Yeah, we're overdue. Way overdue. Um, But going back to Christmas stuff, uh, yesterday I have never seen... The parking lot of Target so jam packed on Christmas Eve, uh, just last minute shoppers. I know it used to be bad, you know, it used to be crowded and stuff like that. But either I haven't seen it in a while, or because of how this year has went, it's just it feels like it's been amplified a little bit more. Um, because I was getting, I didn't go to Target. I went to pet smart uh to get something for lily and i was like hey um what time do you guys close when i called them they said oh we close around six i'm like okay perfect i can get i can get the uh necessary nutrients for the coming winter uh for my little dog and uh and her present that i almost forgot and uh i was driving by target and it was almost full like and I was just amazed on how many people were doing last minute shopping. It just, to me, it just doesn't make sense why you would save 
un- unless maybe there's like a last minute deal going on in the retail store that they're um that they're doing or something i don't know but to me it feels like maybe people enjoy that but i would not like the hustle and bustle of trying to get a last minute gift when you could have done that black friday or cyber monday i may have done that yesterday you but, may have done that That's but fine. i didn't go into one of those stores but but my observation of that yesterday because like it seems like all the parking lots and stuff yeah. that i went by is i think that there are a lot of people who work very hard and they just can't get out or they don't like you said they don't make an effort to get out because yeah. they're watching football whatever whatever their situation is yeah uh, and, and this year's no different um, I, I, I'm really getting tired of hearing the, in these uncertain times, that's really a, a bothersome statement phrase to me today. These uncertain times, it's uncertain every day. This particular year of 2020 isn't any less or more uncertain than any other time. If you think about it. So. Again, I think people are capitalizing on that. The um, uh, there was something I was going to talk about. Yeah, I forgot what it was. You forgot what it was. <laughs> I did see something cool. Oh, the, what? The, the, so uh, I I keep scrolling up and down and, and looking at this thing that I found. It was because the Christmas star thing this week. Right here in the northern hemisphere, yeah, I didn't get particularly. To see that. I don't know about the southern hemisphere. They just gotten off their um, uh, full lunar eclipse, yeah. not too many yeah. uh, a week ago or so, in like in Chile, it yeah, crossed yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. So um, the um, Christmas star was the convergence of Saturn and Jupiter, I believe, where mm-hmm. they crossed over and laid. They were kind of the light of both were laid up upon each other mm-hmm. did you see it i have not i i heard a lot of people talking about it, but i didn't unfortunately didn't get to see it so uh, it was usually right about the time i was getting home plus venus was really super bright in the morning skies too and i was going to work i tried to take a couple pictures mm-hmm. uh, uh, iphones don't do a great job of taking pictures while you're driving of stuff in the distance well especially when you have an older phone yeah some of them have. <laughs> so the uh Let's just say I have a version that is less than seven <laughs> and greater than five. So the while I was looking at um, the constellations and things, trying to make sense of it, I've got this app on my iPad that lets you kind of hold it up to the sky. You can see constellations, satellites, yeah. and all these other things. And I, I like pointing it down mm-hmm. to see like the earth is removed. You can see down through the southern yeah. pole of the earth and see what's down there. There was this thing that said rocket body. Rocket body? Rocket body. And I kept zooming in on it and I was looking at it. And sometimes you can tap on it and it'll it'll mm-hmm. tell you what it is. In this particular case, it just said rocket body. So I went on the internet and I said rocket body orbiting Earth or something or other. And I came up on this, uh, on space.com, <clears throat> an article that talked about it. It's a vintage... If you want to look this up, I think it's kind of cool if you're into this kind of thing. A vintage NASA moon rocket body is officially back in Earth orbit for now. This is a relic of the early days of space flight that came back to 
pay a brief visit uh, to Earth. And it is the uh, upper stage from a 1966 robotic NASA moon mission called Surveyor 2. Uh, if it's the, it, they say it's the Centaur upper stage who said that uh, the rest of the article, um, that, that every few days or, or I'm sorry, 50, <laughs> 54 years or something like that will come back and pass by the earth. Um, it's anyways, I, it was interesting because I was looking up the Christmas star and like I said, if you're into, um, so wait, is this, is this an old part back in when, when was this launched? 66. So that thing has been floating around in space for 50 plus years. Yeah. 54 years. It's cool. So, so it was part of a, so they, before the landing on the moon, they sent some robotic, Mm -hmm spacecraft to the moon to land on the moon take pictures or whatever before they sent the manned mission in 69 yeah and this one i think it, it said something that um, the actual surveyor that was mounted to the top of this rocket when uh, it went to the moon that one actually crashed like they lost it yeah but the rocket body that lifted it off and took it to the moon kept going on its trajectory and I, I didn't read how far out it's going. I don't know if it goes into that, but it shows like a, the ellipse of the orbit and one of the videos that's on the screen there, it passes around the earth about once or twice. I'm watching the video on its second orbit and then it does it come back once more? Nope, goes way back out again. <laughs> so it won't come back again for I don't know another fifty four years or something. When it if it does come back, when it eventually based on its trajectory 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 come back into our orbit and finally land, or is it just stuck in a loop? I wonder. It's stuck in a loop based on, it, it should be pulled closer, but the way things go on orbits, mm-hmm. the way that their paths are, is that they actually can be, you've heard the term in some of the movies where they talk about being slingshot around yep. a, a planetary object. Yep. So that's what it's doing. It, it actually doesn't have the right trajectory to come back into the atmosphere. So it can, it, it, it's actually being pulled by the gravity, yeah. pulled hard enough that it stays in orbit, speeds it up, but throws it out the other side because it doesn't have any change to its mm-hmm. orbital path. Until a meteor hits it. Yeah. In another life, I would have loved to have been part of NASA. That's a, that kind of stuff is fascinating to me. I love watching that movie. Was it number? Not numbers. What's it called? Movie? Yeah. Where the, the, uh, interstellar no the black ladies are mathematicians oh. and they're in the back rooms trying to figure out all this stuff and it's during isn't the... it just mathematicians no, um, no i think it's called numbers space movie three black women sorry i'm not it's I'm it, not. It, it's it's a very very good movie uh thank you historical uh, hidden, hidden figures. figures 
That was that was actually a really good movie. Yeah, I just watched it again not too long ago. Super, yeah, super it's these it, it's three mathematicians. Uh, one of them was helping with a bunch of the higher ups, uh, formulating plans to do it. Uh, this uh, one of them was got somehow got stuck with the computer programming of translating the information. She chose to figure out how the IBM worked. Right, and then I forgot what this other woman did. Engineer Mary Jackson, mathematician Katherine Johnson, and NASA supervisor Dorothy Vaughn. Yeah. I still forgot what she did. I think she was the mathematician. She became an engineer. That one you're pointing at. This one? Yes. She, she, the... Well, she, then what was she, then she what, went to school. Then remember, what she, she, then they what wouldn't she, let her in school. Then what was she doing? That, that's the engineer, the one you're pointing at. You said this was the engineer. I when I was you there. were moving your cursor okay, back. Okay, so and forth. this one's the engineer. This one's the mathematician. This no. one's the supervisor. No, you just said. Look, listen to me. I what? am the, the. This is the one I'm pointing at right now. The, our audience can't see what you're pointing. That's fine. At. We're. I'm. It's so they can hear us banter. She became the engineer. That she became a, a yes. flight engineer. Yes, I got that. The one in the green. This one. We're looking at the, the this one cover of the video. She became the one who was a supervisor over the IBM computer. She figured out how to program it, and when the guys who were setting it up couldn't even figure it out. Okay, and this one? She's the one who was the mathematician who figured out the orbit and return orbit numbers using crazy math. Okay, now I got it. Just making sure. I, I confirmed it with the cast. Because I had the, the thought that she was the mathematician and she was the supervisor. The only reason I thought she was a supervisor because she was in the floor, the same floor as the other higher ups. That's the only reason why I was thinking. Yeah, scroll back down. Uh, so, yeah. Tarad, Taraji P. Henson, she played the role of Katherine Johnson. Octavia Spencer, Dorothy Vaughn, she played the IBM wizard. And Janelle Monet. She played Mary Jackson, the engineer, and Kevin Costner was the was Al Harrison, the the supervisor of that particular math section or that particular. Uh huh. Oh, who else was in there? Um, what's his name from? Uh, friend. Uh, oh, jeez. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. I forgot his name. His name Jim something. Jim Patterson, the guy who's the the who plays tall. Sheldon. Sheldon, the nerd. Yeah, he was he was the irritating guy who didn't want to share. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons, forgive me. Yeah, he was in there too. But yeah, he was uh he was kind of like a he played as a character, just a stuck up character that wanted credit and figure out all this other stuff and couldn't believe that this lady was this black lady yeah was was uh was able to do out, all this out stuff. doing him in math and stuff and just in her head most of the time she'd look at stuff and go well that's wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah excellent movie please watch it i think you'll enjoy it it's not a christmas movie but could be i think there's christmas in there i somewhere. don't think so it was like one of the mm, things where she met somebody no. It doesn't focus around Christmas. The amazing thing about that particular primary character is that she did all that with uh, having kids and being single. 
You talking about the actor or back in the sixties? Okay, no, the the real life person. Anyway, watch the movie. Um, what else about uh, there was? So we were talking about the Christmas star that got mm-hmm. us off on a NASA kick. Um, I listened to a song that I had never heard before, and I'm not going to go through all the lyrics. You'll just have to listen to it for yourself. It's um, it's called um, "Merry Christmas from the Family." And was song the songwriter was Robert Earl Keane, Jr. Uh, very very kind of funny. Um, it was things like cousin David knew just went, went went wrong, so we all waited out on our front lawn. He threw the the breaker and the lights came on, and we all sang Silent Night. Oh, Silent Night! Carved the turkey, turned the ball game on, make bloody Marys because we'll all want one. Send somebody to the stop and go. We need some celery and a can of fake snow. <laughs> so, anyway, I listened to it. It was funny. Yep, and that is a... Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Uh, that's been our Christmas podcast. It hasn't been really a Christmas podcast. It's well, kind of spacey and then... Today's Christmas Day. Today is Christmas Day. Um, December 25th, 2020. 2020, the last of its kind. This is the last day that today will ever happen. <laughs> for this year. No. For any year. This is the last day that today will ever happen. This is a quote by Ken Rucha. Yes. Um, um, we appreciate your time here, and we hope to see you soon. Keep an eye out for that game. That Send game. us notes. Send us suggestions. So, we love you guys. See ya. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.